0: Let's go. Oh,
1: Hi. Well, guys, welcome back. This is the Charming Women after a year year and a half hiatus. Oh, God,
0: we've been gone
2: so long. Um,
1: gosh. So, if you don't know us, uh, my name is Maya. I've got Mel and Sophie with me. We've been best friends since we were, what, 16?
2: Yeah, I was 15. Yeah. I was a baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Us, like everyone who likes taken with country, we thought, hey, we have opinions, we have thoughts, let's make a podcast about it. That's
2: it. We started That's off then. Um, Belfield FM, little shout out to the boys. Small time. (laughs)
1: Shout out to Belfield FM for giving us our first big break, to be honest. Oh, we hit it big time. (laughs) We really did. Yeah, we started off as kind of more, yeah, we we did a radio show live once a week from Belfield FM and UCD, which was their radio station. And we just kind of talk about hot topics that interested us. We didn't really have a plan most days. We just kind of thought, let's be natural. Let's go in. Let's just chat like we're mates, because there's something comforting about that. (laughs) you know day-to-day life
2: yeah I think so um I like I'm getting
1: really into podcasts recently and I've noticed that the ones I vibe with the most are it's just when people chat and they just laugh and they have fun they don't talk to you like you're this weird stranger it's just like mates together and you feel part of it you like, think that's because
2: out. you've been lonely Maya I like I know I've been lonely that's not a call <laughs> out on you just with <laughs> being so stuck in thing. your house oh, I. <laughs>
0: There's no more There's no banter. Yes.
1: I think when it gets to the point where I'm like, oh my god, Kim, did you see what Mariah was wearing on Selling Sunset last week? And he's like, oh my god, Maya, trash bag. For I context,
2: think... Kim is Maya's 32-year-old 32 year old brother. Is <laughs> that the age, right?
1: Right. Um, so when I start gossiping to him about American television, I think I need to get friends.
2: Look, I'll <laughs> have the same conversations, but with Josh, who is 15 and just won't even. Um, it won't even chat to me, like, just doesn't care. I don't to pretend to care.
0: It gets to a point when you just know what the other person is going to respond.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I <don't- laughs> I don't even need the other person to respond to me I just like I need someone to just acknowledge that I exist (laughs) at this point you know
2: every time I see someone every time I've met up with someone I've gone any news and every single person has just kind of looked at me and gone what do you think you know like (laughs) no one has anything going on
1: it gets the point now where I I call my boyfriend and I'm like oh my god I saw Lauren for lunch she wore a orange jumper can you believe orange And it's it just gets the point where, like, any minor detail, I'm so excited to tell him because it's just something to talk about.
0: At this point, if I don't see Wesley for five hours, I'm like, what happened?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what well, the other day, um, myself and one of my friends rescued two baby birds. And I won't get into the story. Maybe I'll save it for another podcast. Who knows? <laughs> that was the most exciting thing that has happened to me. In months, it's the most purpose my life has had since my exams. Like, I it was huge.
0: you you felt like a frontline worker. I
2: was a mother for an hour and a half before we had to give them to the bird rescue volunteers. You know, like that's that's the level I was at. I, I still miss them. That was you've
1: gotten <laughs> motherhood than any of us ever have. That's, that's it,
2: cool <laughs> right? Wow. So, today, Toby,
1: what's the purpose of our thing today? Sorry what's our purpose of today? Our
2: purpose of today, so we thought we'd try a slightly new structure than whatever our loyal Belfield listeners are used to, so our plan for podcasting is to pick an article, so maybe we'll get you guys interacting with this, I'm sure we'll have an Instagram set up by the time this goes anywhere, um, so three of us will read the article and then we're just going to chat about it and talk about what we found interesting, what we liked what we didn't like and kind of use that as a conversation started just because like we said there is absolutely nothing going on at the moment so I picked the article for this week and it's called 68 mm-hmm. bits of unsolicited advice by a man named Kevin Kelly so Kevin Kelly is actually one of the founders of Wired magazine so he's old enough oh, cool. yeah so he writes an article that's, for an that's Wired. Wired's like this really, really famous tech magazine. Um, they ah. do.
1: They have a YouTube channel though. They do like uh, a person talks about their profession and like it's like it's like a a an FBI incognito artist talks about like espionage scenes. From
2: yeah, films. like very That sounds cool. It's like it's like on the level of the Economist or a magazine to that extent, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. I found out about Kevin Kelly through Freakonomics, which is my favorite podcast, um, big nerd that I am. Say hey, Freakonomics. Sorry?
1: We used call it it's called Freakonomics. It's called
2: Freakonomics. It's really good. And you'd think, if being economics based, that it wouldn't be that interesting, but it's more focused on behavioral economics and just like things that are going on in the world at the moment. And I listened to this podcast in particular, um, this episode, because it had nothing to do with corona. And to be honest, I just didn't want to listen to anything about the economic consequences of this pandemic. I've heard enough. But the, Beyond,
0: really.
2: <laughs> the guy who runs the podcast is a man <laughs> called Stephen J. Dugner. And he called Kevin Kelly an accidental futurist. And TED Talks called him a digital visionary. So this man has Whoa. like some big ideas. And what the article is... <laughs> Was it's it was a sixty eighth birthday, and he had a twenty three year old son, so only two years older than us, and he wanted to give him sixty eight pieces of unsolicited advice for his birthday. So he wrote a list and he sent it to him, and he also made a video of him sitting in a rocking chair because he felt like an old man reading out unsolicited advice to you know the youth of the youth of today. But um, <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I really enjoyed the article. There were some of it that I was kind of like, what is he on about? And some that were just that really hit home.
1: I was reading it too, and some of them I was like I'd roll my eyes with my mom till I'd be able to be like, oh of course. <laughs> but then some parts I read I was like that we can talk about later on that I definitely was like, oh my god, like I never put it to perspective in that way. Yeah,
2: and um, some, some were annoying. just funny and some were really real. And then there were ones that were like deathly serious but probably of no consequence. You know, there was one that was never start a land <laughs> war in Asia can't say I'm planning on it. (laughs) don't know about you
0: guys. (laughs) don't know if that's advice I needed. He wrote that for for one person in particular. Yes, I think so.
2: (laughs) But I just liked that he wrote it for his son, who's kind of at the same stage of life as we are. He's probably graduating from college or, you know, just entering the real world and kind of hit that, you know, this this stage, you grow up a lot in your early 20s, I've found anyway. um, You know, the Mm -hmm. big 21 and Two week year old that I am, <laughs> and,
0: oh my! You've God. really changed, Sophie. <laughs> I've changed.
2: I've changed. So I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through the pieces that we liked the most, and just have a little talk. So Mel's gonna start us off.
0: Okay. Well, the the first one that I want to bring up is um, it just caught my eye when I was reading through them. A vacation. Plus a disaster equals an adventure.
1: Oh, Mel, that is Mel. so cute. If I could pick anything that you would go for, it is that one.
0: But for me, this is controversial because, I don't know, like, the two things that pop into my head is, one, you know the movie Impossible? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is not, that is a horrifying adventure. Like, I guess you could call it an adventure, but... That is a negative experience.
1: <laughs> I, watched, I watched this YouTube channel, and they're called Yes Theory, and their whole thing is that they like they try and never say no to these really big opportunities. Um, just, yeah, like, I know crazy them. stuff. Matt, yeah, you know the guys calling Machu Picchu, like our followers pick our day or whatever. But they had this one video about how they went on. They from a trip in South America, but for some reason all the flights were canceled there was like civil unrest there was natural disasters happening all around them and they just couldn't get back and they thought instead of sitting in their like seats complaining thinking about what's going wrong they were like let's film it let's show people that we can still make a fun experience out of this they like they left the airport they met up with followers they had a great time they made really like lifelong friends from it and i thought that was a really good mentality to have
2: you know yeah yeah I think you're right. I think the advice is true, but I would agree with Mel that the adventure isn't always good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it can be terrible. It can be
2: awful. <laughs> I can think, I,
1: I have one experience of like, my mum, we were coming home from visiting my brother in Cambodia, and my mum had booked the flights home all the way, and she was so proud that she'd booked them without a travel advisor, like a travel planner. We get to Cambodia, we get in our flights, and then when we land we go to check into our next flight and the person's like okay great and then that weird awkward pause kind of happens and she's taking a bit too long to look at her computer and we're like oh shit and she's like oh um it seems your flight's already left
2: and oh no like,
1: two <laughs> hours ago and we were like what and my mom had booked the flight on like she like saw the 24 hour clock and just booked it at like 5 a.m instead of like 5 p.m the next oh. day it was a com- Disaster. And we were stuck in Abu Dhabi for like, we were stuck in Thailand figuring out what we were going to do and how we were going to get home, and it just became a complete disaster. And my mum loves to tell this story about how she made me go to a check in desk clerk and cry, to cry <laughs> at them.
2: That sounds like a very Cathy thing to do.
1: <laughs> it, worked, it worked, it goes on a flight to Abu Dhabi, which is like halfway home. She loves to tell that story and embarrass me. I was like 16 when this happened as oh well. God. Crying.
2: Not young <laughs> enough to be crying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went into railing last summer and I was, booking, I was booking the accommodation for one place or I was just in charge of figuring out what dates we landed in this Um, in Budapest. And I got the date wrong. So we were a day early for our accommodation and we booked a hostel and we decided that we'd go to the baths that day. Um and we ended up meeting like these 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 three group, these three guys who had been traveling through Budapest as well. They didn't know each other. Um one was from Chile I think and one was from Romania and we ended up going out with them that night and having a great time. So that was a bit of a disaster turned positive. Yeah.
1: So you you definitely have a story along the Oh way. definitely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh damn like <laughs> I don't know, I don't feel like I should no. tell this story <laughs> for everyone to hear, but basically I just feel like sometimes you could have a bad holiday experience, like get really sick or something, and it's know. not fun for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on the other hand, like one thing that happened when me and Wesley were in Croatia last year um, on our honeymoon... We were camping one day, and um, we hopped out the car, and we were both really tired. And I was like, "Oh, Wesley, will you put up the tent?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, been on like Mandy, yeah, <laughs> getting all the tent stuff." <laughs> and then he sees a massive centipede, and he runs to the car <laughs> and jumps inside and locks the doors, and is like, "Nope." <laughs> So. So I had to put up the whole tent and um and then I like opened the tent door so he could dash into the tent and then I zipped it up after him really quick and he was like I'm not getting back out until it's daylight again. Oh, <laughs> Awful. So it was a small disaster but it's it was hilarious funny. so it was well worth it. Very harmless,
2: <laughs> except you had to put up the tent. <laughs> Um,
0: um yeah Maya, well I'm not scared though so. if I had been I would have been worse
2: <laughs> Maya what was your favorite piece from the article the first
1: one I have highlighted here that like kind of stood out to me most was show up keep showing up somebody's successful fed 99% of success is just showing up and I think that's definitely true I I'm a, I'm a person who finds it I like I love to start I love the idea of doing a bunch of things and starting a bunch of classes and stuff but I'm really bad at following through mm-hmm. I get nervous I, I tend to give up I just don't commit to it but I've noticed with myself that if I just tell myself if I just show up if I just tell myself to go not participate but just be there in the moment to be yeah. present I tend to learn a lot I I just I grow a lot more than I realize I make friends I get better without even realizing it. and then one day I just genuinely really love the experience and you want to go just yeah just from pushing myself to show up more and be more present and it's also the same in your life you know just in moments i like to try and be more present like not be on my phone so much try and rely on social media less just yeah just show up with people and be present yeah i think
2: that's a really good piece i also think that's how mel makes all her friends because she will just show up at your house until you let her in and give her a cup of coffee (laughs) that is well true
0: (laughs) that is how i survived college (laughs) (laughs)
2: appearing at places but I think that's particularly true for college you have to show up and you have to go to things that interest you and you have to go to your classes and there's nobody holding you accountable you know if uh
0: and even 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 if you don't find them interesting or you don't feel like like taking part like if you're feeling you know the way some days you're just not into it but if you show up you end up participating in the end and like at that point, you don't feel like you're trying anymore. No, you, once you show up, that's off. it.
1: kind of great to like when people start things like fitness classes or like a new sport. It's so awkward when you begin; like you're so nervous, you think you're so bad at it, and you haven't, you don't know anybody. But then you kind of just have to push yourself to keep going, and you realize you kind of make friends accidentally, and you kind of get better that's at it. it accidentally, and you can't go with it. And then like it just becomes such a big part. Like I personally, I I found this when I started rock climbing in college. My first week, I was so nervous. I absolutely hated it because I was so bad. I got everything messed up and people gave out to me for not following safety precautions correctly. Mm-hmm. So next week, I was super nervous about going. I just, I really didn't want to, but my friends pushed me to go and I was a bit more social. And I just kind of, over the, over the last few weeks, had just gotten better at it just from being there, you know, and just seeing how it was done and being comfortable in the situation.
2: Yeah, I think this yeah. advice... I can tell you know it makes sense that he's given it to a twenty three year old because I think we're at a time yeah. in our life when you're getting taken out of situations where you're just naturally going to make friends like school or sports clubs and things like that, you know unless you're in college and you're you're pushing yourself to do that at age twenty three you're kind of going into the real world and you you know it's it's much more of an effort to you make generally in college than school, never mind that next step where you're going to have to really push yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you generally just have to commit to something as well. Mm-hmm. That's
1: sure. it. I think commitment's a big thing. I feel like a lot of people our age struggle with. You know,
2: mm-hmm. and probably don't so even commitment. realize it.
1: God, the amount of Definitely. men I've met—they're like, commitment's just not my thing. hard.
0: I. Th- it's very rewarding though when you do.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. Sophie, what was your so, My first piece was, be prepared when you are 90% done any large project, a house, a film, an event, a map, <laughs> the rest of the myriad details will take a second 90% to complete, which I thought was brilliant. Um, And the first thing that came to mind when I thought of this was, when we were in sixth year, Maya was on the Debs Committee, I'm sure she knows, our pre-Debs was a disaster. So anyone not from South Dublin, pre-Debs are when the Debs Committee brings you to some, dingy club in the country where the owners are really loose and they let all the 17 year olds and the 16 year olds drink without too much questioning and it's just meant to be a nightclub experience really it's your first proper one with drink and everything and um, and ours is a disaster we spent longer on the bus than in the club we got kicked out so quickly but when we got on the bus my friend our friend Katie sat down beside me and you know she was really stressed out she was on the committee as well you know they're trying to get everybody onto these buses and out of dublin as quickly as possible and i turned to her and i said katie you've done all the work all the work once we're on the bus what else is there to worry about a lot there was a loss <laughs> 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 the other 90% to quote kelly um yeah and i also thought about continuous assessment that you know in theory it's much nicer than exams and especially when we we're all working from home and stuff but if you have that extra time to work on things you you notice that extra 90% of work that you're going to have to put in if that makes yeah, sense yeah I mean
1: especially with college I feel like to get you know good grades that you're happy with you do have to fine tune you know, it's those tiny it's the last 90% like that last 10% that takes as much effort as the full essay
2: That's to it. get those
1: good grades it takes you a while to kind of cop that in college, you know.
2: Because mm-hmm. it's one thing getting into the swing of things, and another thing pushing yourself further than what
0: you're hoping for.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah the the last ten percent is the hardest. Another ninety.
2: But
1: even, <laughs> but even like to bring it back to like fitness and shit, you can tell I'm a guru.
2: Um, <laughs> follow Maya's Insta. <laughs> Are you a PT now? <laughs>
1: i don't post anything on my insta do not follow it um, <laughs>
0: do not follow me
1: <laughs> no, don't follow me this is where i hope reverse psychology works and they all follow me
2: but <laughs> <laughs> so what were you saying maya
1: <laughs> just find me um but like when you're trying to like say if you're trying to like get to a certain weight it's just like it's that very last bit that takes as much effort as the whole experience has you know
2: yeah that's it Anyway,
0: no, okay. back to you number two back to me um I said the secret I well I was reading them the secret to making fine things is remaking what matters is to redo 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 and I think that's it actually kind of links back to the to the one about just showing up like you don't need a special talent. You can you can just work on something and get better at it.
2: He has another oh, piece like, of advice that's really similar to that. So that idea, what was it?
0: He's basically just trying to say be fucking resilient.
2: Hang <laughs> <Yeah, laughs>
0: on, stop being a millennial here. <laughs> I'm...
2: Zoomers, damn zoomers. <laughs>
1: oh, God, Mel. Well. Do you, I'm not sure if you guys relate to this, but you know, have you ever like. Like started something, and because you're not good at it instantly, you're so turned off you just don't want to do it ever again. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, that's me and skateboarding.
1: <laughs> Mel, what <laughs> skateboarding? When <did> you start <laughs> skateboarding?
0: <laughs> like the one time I stood on one and fell on my ass after ten seconds.
2: Oh, I failed you- skateboarding that i've started it a little bit and i was doing it by myself and i like i found it really i was just getting embarrassed and i didn't want to do it and then one of my friends also got one and the two of us went out and did it together and it was really fun and it's that kind of showing up again you know the two of us showed up and you're holding each other accountable
0: and you're yeah, yeah. sophie you're making
2: memories
1: I'm making memories <laughs> 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 When we get our roller skates and breeze through Temple Oak.
0: That's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: roller blades, Maya blades. We wouldn't wear roller skates.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Roller skates is the way to go. Okay, my next one, um, which which for some reason really resonated with me was um, when you die, you take absolutely nothing with you but your reputation.
2: This was my and next one as well
1: really yeah oh great mindset, like the reason this resonated with me was just because during covid i've made a lot of really stupid purchases that i thought would make my life
0: <laughs> um, and you're gonna take that with you
1: i'm gonna like get buried in my gym leggings trust okay they're not leaving my body but i was just thinking like i spent all this money buying things i thought would make me happy and i thought would like you know make covid a bit easier and i really think that like none of this is gonna matter in like six months time like I'm gonna forget that I bought that t-shirt or like bought that video game it doesn't even matter like all that matters is like I kept it with my friends I was present I was with people I made the effort to check up on people
0: and that's You are a, you are a You're guru. taking a month. Mindful- <laughs> yeah, I was just saying she's taking a turn Look here.
1: Look at you Maya. <laughs> and now she's evolved. <laughs> with this one. Point- well I've
0: realized. Sorry. The best, the best thing I've I've learned to do now during quarantine is to bake and get other people to eat it. (laughs) Because I'm developing a fantastic life skill. Everyone's happy afterwards, and if I can get other people to eat it, I don't even get fatter. That's
2: it. That's it. That's brilliant. That's such good advice, Mel. I think that's my favorite thing. It's better than anything on the list. Learn to bake and learn to make other people
0: eat it. (laughs) that that could sound a bit bad actually (laughs) with my
2: piece of advice with this one I combined it with the one directly below it which said before you are old attend as many funerals as you can bear and listen nobody talks about the departed's achievements the only thing people will remember is what kind of person you were while you were achieving and I think that at this point in our lives we are very caught up in ourselves and people make jokes about quarter life crises but I've had one I don't know about you guys but like it's no joke it's fucking scary oh my goodness
1: having a crisis and then I realized it doesn't matter it's a funny story people are gonna relate to it and it's all fine it's all about
2: taking that step back and thinking about you know I have friends and even if even if you're in a point in your life where you're struggling with that you know you can take the step back and go well am I a good person do I respect my own morals and if i wasn't yeah. me if i was looking if i was someone else looking in would you want to be friends with yourself i think that's a good way of looking at things
1: yeah 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 god
0: this oh is my god that's path. so deep <laughs> help. Help. Am, I good,
2: am i morally corrupt or what's going on but not even to that extent just you know am i am i friendly with everyone and do I take advantage of people's time you know that kind of thing like not necessarily hugely deeply philosophically things but just am I doing the best I can I feel
0: like I've gotten I've gotten way more philosophical during quarantine it's time to think I can't help it
2: (laughs) what else are you doing
0: (laughs) I'd be doing like cleaning the house or something and I'd suddenly be like oh I understand the meaning of life and (laughs) and then oh my god I get it (laughs) (laughs) well can I and then when I reflect on it I realize I haven't actually thought of anything I was just washing (laughs) some dishes and yeah
2: (laughs) and can I say my third piece of advice then because I want to go a little bit different with this um because I thought it was bad advice. So he says, when you get an invitation to do something in the future, ask yourself, would you accept this if it was scheduled for tomorrow? Not too many promises will pass that immediacy filter. I think that's awful advice. I think we should be spontaneous. I disagree with that. Yeah, I I think think so too. I hate that advice completely. You know, that's real boomer talk. This man's such a boomer. (laughs) (laughs) But it's but that's terrible. I mean of course there are some things, you know, if you're forcing yourself to do it in a week's time, don't do it. But I think you can make that judgment a week in advance. You know?
0: Like Wait, I don't get it though. So if he's saying if you wouldn't want to do something
2: tomorrow, say I said in a month's time, do you want to go for a drive with me? And if you thought, Well tomorrow I wouldn't want to do that, don't do it in a month's time.
0: I think that that's seems really happen. weird to me.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought, because the rest of his advice is very, you know, outwardly focused, I suppose. And and this one piece was just kind of, don't be too spontaneous, think about future you, which isn't always important.
0: No, like, because if you, if you get too hung up on what future you looks like, you can't plan future you, really.
1: No. I think the way I'm perceiving that, quote which could definitely be wrong is he said if you if you if you're not going to want to do something tomorrow like say you're not going to want to meet up with this person tomorrow why would you want to do it in a month's time but then when I hear that I'm like your perspective can shift so much in hours let alone days yeah
2: but I think if it was the other way around if he was saying if you were invited to do something tomorrow and you were to think to the future, would I want to do that in a month? And you go, no, I still wouldn't want to do that in a month. Then don't Mm -hmm. do it tomorrow. I I understand that a bit more than what he's saying. Yeah. Clarify this quote. (laughs) I'll send him an email and we can talk about it next week.
0: (laughs) We can have him on the podcast and interview him. I'd
1: say he'd love to be on it, to be
2: honest. Oh, we're we're so famous. (laughs) Us and our 10 followers from Belfield, who I'm sure are following us through till the end
1: a few of them went,
2: Tuned to- in.
1: <laughs> a few went to my play in February I was very shocked
2: I had someone come up to me and go oh you're Maya's friend I listen to your radio show and I, I was just like oh wow cool but it's nice <laughs> we- <laughs> Maya do you want to finish us off with one piece of unsolicited okay, this advice last
1: this last one is not profound it is literally me being a bitch brilliant <laughs> let's do it <laughs> Um, promptness is a sign of respect
2: at melanie
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not it's worth it's worth not not, not, i think i think it's so many times i've been friends with people and they've been like an hour late an hour and a half late 20 minutes late not bothered to call oh
0: wait i i read this i read this quote completely differently because to me prompt promptness is kind of if you're curt with someone like if if I was talking to you and I just oh. said,
2: "No, I interpreted like, told it the same words Maya did." <laughs> yeah, no, because I would was... interpret the Oh different. man! And I didn't pick this one because I felt called out by it. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do it too. I do it too, but I know people that do it consistently and I grind my gears. It like gets me so angry for the day, and it's just it's so petty. Like, there's definitely better quotes in this life to like talk about. <laughs>
2: But
0: Sophie, okay. I feel like I—I'd say I'm the tardiest person out of us three. No, I know. I just not gonna lie. I
2: think when you do it, even I don't think you even do it regularly, and I don't think I do it regularly, and definitely not without telling people I'm going to be twenty minutes later or whatever. But I think any time I do do it, I'm very conscious of the fact, and I think it builds up in that yeah. sense that I feel like I'm a much later person than I am. If that makes sense.
0: See, I feel like any time I make an appointment, you can just add twenty so minutes. Oh, and I on. do. <laughs> and if and if you show up late and I show up early, you you don't have to feel bad because I expected that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely!
1: No, Sophie and Mason were like an hour and a half, early with spoons and drinks. <laughs> <laughs> we're hella pumped.
0: Yeah, see, when it matters, though, you're not late. No, like. of course.
1: No, you know, you know what it counts, you
2: know? Yeah, I think so. It's
0: important to get those pre-wedding points. Mel, do you oh, have anything pre-wedding.
2: profound to end with?
0: Yeah. Okay, I'll give you my last one. You are what you do, not what you believe, not even what you vote.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Mel. <no. laughs> <laughs>
0: stay committed girls
2: that's really that ties back I think that's coming away as the main theme of what we've been talking about though you know
0: yeah he's just trying to remedy a boomer like (laughs) no it's a boomer trying to remedy a gen Z
2: a zoomer (laughs) a zoomer
0: (laughs) from a boomer to a zoomer a
2: boomer to a zoomer I like that though and I do think we've talked about that I'm not sure about the voting one though I think you need to vote smartly but what do I know I study math I think you are what you vote
1: (laughs) I was having this conversation with somebody a few days ago about if someone knew like say you really close friends with them and then a very controversial vote came up maybe like the election or like a big referendum or something not to name anything specifically yeah but that big vote came up and your friend unexpectedly wanted to vote opposite to you what would what do you think your friendship would look like after that because the friend i was talking to about this she felt very strongly that you know if she if if someone voted opposite her in like a big referendum she wasn't sure how she could kind of be friends with somebody who had such strong opposing views
2: to her i think that in referenda and i'm thinking of the abortion one too. i'm sure you two are thinking of as well um yeah obviously there is another side to what you believe, even if you can't in any way believe that yourself. And I had friends mm. who voted opposingly to me in the um, the Eighth Amendment referendum. And I'm still mm. friends with them. And I know they voted that way. And we never really discussed Discussing. it. And I think that's part of it. I think you need to
0: be respectful of each other's opinions. Um, I think so too. Like, if if um if you have been friends with them up to that point at, like if, if you disagree on this one topic it's not going to be an impasse in your entire relationship like it is one topic and like if you find them as a person compatible and like nice to hang out with and all of this like i don't think you should let it just end a friendship because
2: yeah. with politics anyway as much as it might feel like it, sometimes there aren't right or wrong answers there are there are better opinions surely maybe that's Mm. obnoxious to say but you know obviously not being racist is better than being racist
0: yeah (laughs) but but I have a feeling as well like a lot of people would come around like say now that the abortion referendum has gone through like a lot of people who may have voted against it may feel not as strongly about it in a few years that's
2: true and with the abortion one as well, the people who are on the losing side, maybe they feel much more strongly about women's rights and mother and baby protection in that sense. You know, there's no wrong no wrong. And It's not it. a black and white it's issue. It's not black and white, unfortunately. Yeah. It'd be much easier if everything was, and we all just clicked yes and no and everyone was happy, but that's life, I guess. That was a profound one to end yeah. with Mel. <laughs> um, you're welcome so how I wanted to end the podcast was the three of us could try and come up with a piece of advice for our listeners Um, obviously our first new piece of advice is learn to bake and teach people to eat um,
0: <laughs> that's- make your husband fat so he can't run away
1: <laughs> now you're, the best
0: you're on a day, roll <laughs> oh my god a cinnamon roll. Is
1: that your advice? I'm making fucking What? Is that like your advice?
0: advice? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, my piece of advice is, um, do things. Don't question whether you're good at them or whether you that's going to be like who you are in the future just do them and try and enjoy them and you'll find what you love that's
2: nice what about you Maya do you have one for us oh
1: frick okay
2: I've got one if you want to wait a sec
1: yeah you go first
2: um learn to listen well and actively I I find myself really bad at active listening sometimes like I'll just completely zone out of conversations and I think it's An incredible skill to have, you know. It makes you seem much more intelligent than you actually are if you can sit and fully engage in any
0: conversation that comes at you, even the boring Mm. ones about weather. Yeah, yeah. You get some boring ones, and then you'll just realize that people will open up. Like this. All right, Maya. Mic's on you. I
1: think I think I'm gonna go with. Don't. How do I phrase this? Don't commit to too many things at once. Okay. Do one thing, do it well, do yourself proud.
2: Lovely. Yeah, I, I like, that. like those. They're really good. Brilliant. Really. I'm trying to
1: make it as broad for everyone, you know. That's it. I want
2: th- it's kind of you want something generic, but that'll hit home a bit, and that people can actually think about. Be like,
1: hmm. Yeah. I a podcast about this.
2: So I think that's it for this week. Do you guys have anything to add? Yeah. I've had a lovely. No, more-
0: that was lovely. That was- it's so nice to be back with you guys. It's lovely I to love be back, even. Re-
2: yeah from our bedrooms bit strange um
0: yeah i am in my bedroom <laughs> but
2: i hope you guys enjoyed listening that was these charming women with maya mcnary melanie o'donovan duarte and sophie hayes me and hopefully we'll see you next week
1: yeah welcome back guys welcome
2: back